Hi there, I'm Maddie Savage and this is The Stockholmer, introducing you to the inspiring voices from the city's startup, creative, health and food scenes. The Stockholmer. My dad used to work in a, in a Japanese restaurant and I used to stay up hoping he'd bring some scraps home for me. We were a very foodie family, so like food has always been a big part of my life. It's part of my identity. Carl Ishizaki is now the chef behind the first Asian restaurant in Sweden to score a Michelin star. His small, unpretentious sushi bar, Sushi Show, was one of the more surprising spots to grab the attention of judges back in February. The Stockholmer went to get a taste of his project. The Stockholmer! Carl, great to be here at uh, Sushi Show, uh, here in the Rådmansgatan area of Stockholm. The phone's been ringing quite a lot, people calling up to get reservations just for this evening. And there are only 16 seats here. Yeah, it's not a big place. Uh, what we're trying to do is like a Tokyo-style sushi bar, so we're after that uh, intimate setting. For people who haven't been here before, the sushi is served omakase style. So in simple yeah. terms, that means it comes out piece by piece. But yeah. just, just give us a bit more information on, on what that process entails. Yeah, well, originally uh, the omakase is like you, you go into your local restaurant, sushi bar, like knowing the chef, sitting down and uh, him asking you what, what you want. And you say omakase, which literally means you decide. But what it, what it boils down to is like a tasting menu style serving. We just have one menu. It's uh, 15 servings. Uh, you sit down, you get your drinks and then we start rolling out the food. And uh, yeah, and you get 15 servings. You usually get a couple of starters and comes a few nigiris, like the pieces. Yeah, and we do Tokyo style and the, the rice is slightly hotter than normal. Fish is not ice cold. So it's designed to be perfect when you get it. So you're supposed to consume it immediately. You have a lot of the umami, you know, the savouriness, the soy sauce and stuff. And uh, we usually make a hand roll. The hand roll is like supposed to fill you up, be a, be a finish to the menu. And we're stood where the stalls are, where people sit right yeah. up at the bar and watch the sushi being prepared in front of them. Yeah, if they're lucky. Yeah, it depends on where in, where in the bar they're sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the point to like get it small and intimate and like have it transparent and, and for them to watch the process. How did you get to this point? How did you start your career in Stockholm and end up as the first Japanese-style Michelin-starred chef in the Nordics? I've been working with sushi for, for a long time, for over 20 years. I've been trying to work at like the places that have quality and do good stuff. I've always been a foodie. My dad used to work in a, in a Japanese restaurant, one of the like, first restaurants, like extra time, two nights a week that I used to work there and I used to stay up hoping he'd bring some scraps home for me and I was very impressed with that and I was so and we, we were a very foodie family like everything centered around what we ate so like food has always been a big part of my life that's it's part of my identity I guess I was never proud of my heritage until I was in, in my late teens and then it's been a like a journey like trying to yeah working with Japanese food and like traveling to Japan it's like a journey into my my roots and uh, yeah now when it was time for me to branch out I wanted to do something different than what where the current scene with sushi was going which was like adding stuff adding toppings adding stuff adding in other influences I wanted to do something reductive 
and I wanted to raise the raise the level of quality. And, and my inspiration is Tokyo, like going to Tokyo, going to like the the top sushi makers there. It's uh, yeah, they're amazing. And I wanted to, yeah, I, I was hoping you could do something similar here. Yeah. It's very different from your last venture, which was uh, a small hole in the wall called Akai Sushi uh, on the hipster island of Sudamalm, uh, the neighbourhood of Meborga Platz, and still a very popular place today. But it, it's a big contrast uh, from that takeaway, uh, quick food to this very lengthy dining experience. Well, I, I would say that, yeah, we've kept some of that. It's, it's still, like, very crowded, small, and, like, we want the food to be extremely serious, but we want it to be, like, down-to-earth, relaxed. And if it's a bit loud and people start talking to each other in the bar, that's, that makes us happy. It's not the stereotype of a Michelin-starred establishment. So talk me through what happened when you found out that you were going to be awarded that star. I, I shouted. Scared my daughter and my girlfriend. <laughs> what was the word? Ah! Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Did you have oh any my. hunch that it was coming? Well, the, the thing is, they do come, the Michelin guide do come, and, and at least once they, they produce a, an ID and present themselves and interview you. And he sounded positive, so... I was, like, hoping that maybe we would get a mention or a bib or something. I did not expect a star, no. And that's very, I think, yeah... That must be some sort of statement, like giving this type of place that does not have like what people like perceive as Michelin. So what kind of an impact has it had on you getting that star? The phone hasn't stopped ringing. We keep having to pause the interview because people are, are trying to get a, a booking for tonight. So I guess the, the footfall is coming, the, the, the customers are coming, but what about the impact on you personally as a chef? Uh, well, uh, I've had less time chefing. <laughs> Well, the thing is, yeah, well, it's not like we, we didn't have customers before, but like we've, we're on a, on a different level now. That means we can have a certain amount of staff and like we can start like building on continuity a different way. We're taking another step. We're, we're on a, a more safe platform now than we were before. So that's great. The prices have gone up since you opened in 2014. It used to be around 265 kroner for the, your basic tasting menu. That's about $30. Earlier this year, it was 485 kroner, about $60. Since you won that star, 545 kroner, that's about $70. That is quite a lot for your average person to spend on a meal out, even here in Stockholm. If you look at the prices at Michelin star restaurants in Stockholm, we are like way below. It's expensive if you compare it to like your neighborhood sushi place where you buy a plate for a hundred kroner. Absolutely, it's very expensive. But a lot of work goes into that. And we use a whole lot more expensive produce. And the, the thing is, uh, you have to be a bit of a foodie to enjoy it, absolutely. But I think like in this day and age, I think that's the common thing for people to be. People are interested in food and they want new experiences and stuff. And we are doing it very differently. A lot of people have eaten sushi, but like sushi in, in Stockholm has been on like middle, mid or a lower level. And we're, I won't say that we're on a high level, but we're aspiring to be on a higher level. And you are on a high level if you want a Michelin star. And I have eaten it. The attention to each customer and the attention yeah. to detail in every dish is, is very obvious. Um, but 
the whole concept of a mission star is still very very elite it sounds yes. very elite people associate it you know with the best of the best the creme yeah. de la creme and yet what you're trying to offer is something that's high quality and yet at the same time accessible yeah i, I guess that means that's that's what the michelin star also wants to be associated with that's why they're giving us a star so what's next for sushi show just uh just <laughs> just keeping people happy improving what we do and hopefully we'll stay in the red book one more year i guess there's a lot of pressure because yeah, just yeah. just because you've yeah. got a star once it yeah, doesn't mean absolutely. that it's, it's gonna stay like like like, like you're asking me what is the Michelin experience, and, so, and we don't fit the Michelin experience, and we get a lot of customers, some customers that don't get us, because they're expecting something else, absolutely. And yeah, we're, we're, we're in higher demand, and like the focus on us is much bigger now, so of course, we have a, the way down is much <laughs> longer now. So some of the impact has been that there's this extra pressure and that people do have different I, expectations. I, I, uh, it's always pressure and like meeting people's expectations that's what it's about so you always learn about your customers and their preferences and stuff and you also have your own like where do I come from what do I want to and yeah that, that's what's really fun about having this type of restaurant yeah. been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent podcast by Maddie Savage with production assistance from Benoit Derrière. Join our community on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to find out more about our inspiring guests. And if you'd like to see your business joining the likes of My News Desk and Capital in sponsoring the podcast, we would love to hear from you.